G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, when you are a Christian in business, obviously your first port of call is to make sure that the books are balanced and you're making a profit. Otherwise, you won't be in business long. But when you're a Christian business person, there's another dimension to your business that we'll talk about again today. The idea of doing something with the success that you have in your business so that you might become an influence on the wider culture, whether that's in your town, in your city, whether it's in the state or in the nation. Very good to be able to welcome back to 2020 today the founder of the Kingdom Business Summits, Wes Hone, is back with us. Uh, Hello, Wes. Welcome back to 2020. That's great to be back with you, Neil. Uh, Wes, we've got you once again in the middle of your lap of Australia. You're meeting business people. Uh, you've been travelling up the east coast of Australia, across the top end to Darwin. You're heading down through the middle, down to Adelaide. I wanted to pick up with you today, though, this idea of Christian business people doubtful as to their true purpose in actually being in business. Uh, some people in business and making money, uh, doing it successfully and yet somehow rather missing the idea that there might be a purpose that God has for them in their business. This is something that crosses your mind often. What are your thoughts for people who are who are wondering about that position that they have and how much influence they could be? Yeah, great question. I mean, I mean, my foundational scripture for this topic would be, you know, faith without deeds is dead or faith without good works is dead. Um, and so, you know, when I look at that, and if you read on around that scripture, it talks about, you know, you show me a faith that doesn't have any deeds, and it's a dying faith. Uh, you show me a faith that has deeds, and it's full of life. And so, you know, it's great that we're all saved and we're going to heaven, and that's that's wonderful. It's, it, but what about the time that we're here? What are we going to do? And so my audience is business people. And so there are many things that a business person can do, you know, in terms of doing good deeds around them. And uh, and they start small, and they build over time, Um but in my experience, the people that actually engage their faith and start looking out for opportunities to do good deeds, their faith makes more sense. You know, it's, the gospel is a very practical gospel, and so we can have a very practical outworking of our business life helping those around us. And of course, businesses are at different levels. There are those with really micro, small businesses, those that grow then into medium-sized businesses, and then those that ultimately one day will grow into big businesses. Getting things right early may mean the difference between how effective you are when your business grows large. What are your thoughts about the way people think about how their future will unfold and the plans that God might have for them? Well, worldly wisdom is, um, you know, spend your life, work really hard, make lots and lots of money, and then when you've made it, give some away under the guise of philanthropy. And, you know, you could name the biggest business minds in the world today, and they have, you know, amassed a huge fortune, and then they spend the last few years of their life trying to give it all away. Seems a little bit crazy. Um, 
God, godly wisdom is the opposite. God says, let's do it when it doesn't make sense. Because if you can be faithful with a little when you have a small business, then you can be trusted with a lot. And it goes on to say, they've, who, whoever has been given a lot, a lot is expected. You know, it's, it's, it's not just a you know, give-to-get philosophy. That, that hasn't helped the church or the kingdom at all since that came around. This is about actually doing it the opposite. And when your business is small, honoring the kingdom, using your gifts, your talents, that, whether that be your time or your profits, actually finding a way to invest those wisely, even when the numbers are really small. No coincidence that you had as many as 2,200 business people turn out for the Kingdom Business Summits earlier this year. I know that next year, 2019, you're expecting those numbers are going to continue to rise because people are finding a new dimension to the way they do business. In some sense, you do business without God. It's a little bit two-dimensional. Uh, and there's a blockage uh, in wondering if God is truly interested in the Christian business person and the success of their business. But introducing this extra dimension takes your business to a three-dimensionality, uh, which includes the purpose of your business, no doubt. Absolutely. And, and the way we language this is uh, we just call it our assignment. We believe that we're on assignment from heaven to complete a specific task. Uh, and everybody is different. And so what we don't do is we're not trying to pool everybody's gifts or talents and do this ourselves. What we're trying to do is point them back to God to find their own assignment and then give them some structure around how to find it and, and then how to get started in it and let them walk that journey out with the Lord, being led by the Spirit on how to, how to do it and how to grow. And in my experience, when we actually do it that way, at the start of the journey when the business is small and we engage our assignment and we focus on Him, we actually, we actually draw and attract favor from heaven that we don't have when we don't honor the Lord. And is there a sense, Wes, that the sort of influence that each individual business owner has is going to be something that is unique to them? Uh, how do you see the way that people find that assignment? Or is it better to actually group together and work together and uh, make a bigger impact uh, in a corporate collective way? I think they're always going to be unique. Uh, I think everybody has a unique assignment. And, you know, before the foundation of the world, you and I were created by God. There was a DNA created before the foundation of the earth. That means inside of us, there is a propensity to certain gifts and talents and skills that we're supposed to be using when we're here. And if you look at Scripture, you know, Esther's assignment to save the Jews was different from Paul to take the gospel to Rome, which was different to Moses to get his people out of Egypt. You know, and you could just keep going through. Noah was to build an ark. And, and so, so they all have these unique um, assignments from heaven to go and do here. And, uh, and so we're the same. It's the same timeline of events. You know, the Bible today is the same timeline of events. So we just need to be engaging this assignment and doing the thing the Lord asks. And that's how the kingdom expands. And you're doing something very significant with the sort of work that you do, Wes Hone, because uh, an ordinary person who might be some form of business consultant uh, may be a Christian, may have a personal faith, but may also be operating on a level that really just teaches people some good methodology on how to make a profit in business. Uh, there's an extra dimension to you uh, where what you're talking about is actually bringing God into the very presence of your business and allowing him to open doors, redirect the traffic, so to speak, so that those people are fulfilling his purpose. Uh, there's a significant new dimension that comes when you introduce God into your business. 
Yeah, and to be honest, that was me between 2006 and 2009. I, I was business advising. I was helping people just make more money. You know, and they would go out and buy another big house and another big car, and it felt really unfulfilling. And that's when I started to look at, okay, Lord, what do you say about business and economy and influence? And started to rewrite the way we teach this, and obviously people are getting much more you know, exponential results because we're doing it God's way. And so all we're trying to do is get people to understand that there is a responsibility of being a Christian, uh, and our business is simply the vehicle to be able to go and do the outworking of that responsibility. And, in fact, you've become known as a faith-in-business thinker because uh, clearly there'll be an awful lot of business people around who know their 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 trade, know what they're doing, uh, know how to make a profit. Uh, in fact, they might even be better business people than you. And yet you've brought this extra dimension into the way that you communicate, faith in business. I imagine there's plenty more room for other Christian business people to also sort of adopt a title like that and to actually introduce into the way they think, the way they communicate, this idea of faith in business. What would your aspiration be for people to think along those lines? Well, we need everybody. or We, we need a large amount of people to be thinking this way. You know, I'm just heralding a message you know, it's the individuals that touch it that have to put in the hard work. And so, yes, this isn't going to be Wes at the, at the top of the mountain waving a flag. This is going to be, you know, a whole bunch of us doing this over a long period of time, 10, 15, 20 years, when we'll be able to look back and we will have had the ear of the politicians. We would have stamped out a whole bunch of rubbish in society and we'll be able to stand back and say, yes, we did occupy for our part until he comes back. This idea of a collective of a lot of business people uh, and forming an opportunity to lobby government uh, for good and wholesome and righteous uh, pursuits, uh, this is significant. But I imagine it won't happen unless there is in business people who really capture this in a mass way, the idea that there's a balance between this spiritual side uh, which involves God in business and the practicalities of running a winning enterprise. Uh, there has to be a, a new balance, but I wonder whether you can reflect on whether you think that balance is there in a lot of business leaders or is there a need for that to be nurtured? Um, for some, it's a switch. They hear the message, it switches on, they go do it. Um, and that's really exciting to watch. Other people, um, you know, we've had people in our world for three or four years who have heard the message, loved the message, and then finally the penny drops. And that's why I don't mind it taking a long time because, you know, we're going to need the collective outworking of all of those people for it to have the effect that we need. And in the meantime, of course, all the plans continue for the Kingdom Business Summits for 2019. And no doubt people can already register and can find out about the venues for those when they go to kingdombusiness.com.au. A quick mention to you're about to head across the Tasman. You've got a, a testing of the waters in New Zealand. Uh, what are your hopes for your New Zealand visit in September? Yeah, I mean, I've been many times as a tourist and I love the place. Um, and I just felt a prompting from the Lord this year to go over there um, and not to do the big, you know, the big event that we do here, um, just to start small and, and really just want to get my ear on the ground over there, hear what I hear the Spirit saying, hear what the locals are saying to me, you know, work out their dynamics, uh, and then we'll go back in future years and, you know, and try and do something big. But really, I'm just trying to get, you know, you know, I don't know how many people in a room, maybe 100 business people in a room and train them for two whole days and uh, 
you know, nothing to sell, nothing to promote, no tickets to buy, just going over there to, to really kind of invest in those people and, and see what I can hear from heaven. Well, you know, there'll be those listening to us now who have a friend who's operating a business in Auckland in New Zealand and an email or a telephone call to let them know that you're coming. Uh, I know that people in New Zealand will be inspired uh, when they get to hear the sorts of things you present at a Kingdom Business Summit. So kingdombusiness.com.au. And, of course, you're doing your lap of Australia, been all the way up the East Coast, across the top end, Darwin, and heading down through the centre on your way down to Adelaide. Uh, just great to catch up with you Wes Hone. Uh, people can follow along your adventures there businessgreenhouse.com forward slash on tour. Uh, Wes Hone, the founder of Kingdom Business Summits. Thanks so much for giving us an update again today on 2020. Thanks so much Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.